She was like, I didn't know you had a friend called Google. I was like, oh, yeah. I have a friend called Google who I always shout at. Yeah, makes me a great person, doesn't it? So, well, thank you so much for coming to see my comedy special. Like I said, it's a new year for new beginnings. I said that in my concert. Um, speaking of which, let me just tell you a little bit about it. Uh, I didn't, I couldn't sing, I could not dance, and as I was saying, my friend Autotune hates me. Yes, I used her, I used her so badly, like a cheap hoe, down, you know, like one of those cheap hoes, like wearing like fishnets, like she was a real cheap hoe. And, but things are better now, you know, like we'd be recording stuff, and I'd hear these weird sounds, like she'd make all these weird sounds, and I'd be like, oh. What is that? And she'd be like, Mikhail, it's you. I'm like, oh, it's me. Right. Right. Well, let's just turn up the drums, shall we? So yeah, and as it turns out, my album was finally made. My friends were like, oh, it's so bad, but it's beautiful how bad it was. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll take it. There's a compliment in there somewhere. Um, it's so much harder to make an album than I thought it would be. For me, it was very heartfelt, and I said a lot of things I wanted to say to someone I love that I couldn't, and that's why I made it. So as I was saying, it's harder than it is, than you think it is to make an album. So you have your little keyboard there, and you're like, okay, I just gotta make a tune. So you're like pressing all the buttons, and if you don't have any experience in music, it's fucking hard to make a tune. You know, you're like, this does not sound like Ponder Replay. You know, like, I just wanted to sound like Rihanna. I was like, bitch, sound like Rihanna. But it doesn't. It doesn't work out that way. And then the second thing is finally, like, you keep at it and you do get a tune. And you're like, okay, okay. You know, like, I can, like, form a beat. Yes. Um, but then it's like picking the instruments. So you hear a pop song. And it sounds great when you hear the pop song on the radio. But do you really know what instruments are used? Because when you load the computer program GarageBand, it just has this list and it's just a crazy long list. And you're like, what? You know, like there was a sound called Arctic Ice. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I used it. It was like the Psycho, like that scene in Psycho. It was, I was like, nope, do not need this. Especially not for my album when I'm trying to dedicate my love. And suddenly it's like, da, 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 I'm going to kill you. No, no, no. Um, and then there was another instrument called Beautiful Melody, and I was like, yes, you know, I want a beautiful melody. Let me pick Beautiful Melody. So I did, and it turned out to be a whole choir singing to certain notes, and I'm like, oh, great, you know, this is going to make me look or sound so bad. I don't need any more of this, do I, Autotune? So, scrap Beautiful Melody. But... I did it, I pulled through, I ran through that red light, and I finished my album. So yay! Speaking of running, you ever notice when people cross the street and they do this really weird run? It's like their butts are high up and they're just 
they, they want to do it as if like no one's looking at them and you're like you're in the middle of the road you know like well, everyone can see you google maps can see you you know so it's just i think it's ridiculous and you're inside your car watching them like idiots you know like let's be real like if you really do want to get across the road in time and not be run over and the traffic light is flashing it's like run bitch run oh my god so anyone crossing the road google maps is watching so run so i drive a lot um i never walk because i live in orange county and there's nowhere you can really walk to uh, i'm here for film school but i spend my time doing crap like this so thank you mom for your hundred thousand dollar education it's going to good use um Actually, you know, that's us millennials. We take our parents' money and then we put it in a blender and we make avocado toast. So it's great. So yeah, just kidding. I don't eat avocados. I prefer probiotics. Yeah, probiotics. They're just so fresh. Like, so fresh. Yeah. And shakes. Yes, I love shakes. Uh, my favorite supermarket here is called Mother's. It's a vegan supermarket. And they have like a juice bar. So I always go there every morning for my shake. And they have a million choices of what you want on it. It's like all these weird things like bee pollen, coca, cocoa. Anyways, um, I stand there and holding up the line, trying to figure out what I want in my shake. And it has a little description of what everything does. So you know what you're picking, but it's still not enough. You know, like I go up to the counter and I tell the lady, like, uh, I just want to feel fresh. I mean, cause that's what's in these days, feeling fresh. So I was like, what would make me feel fresh? And they're just like shaking their head, like, I don't know. And I'm like, does bee pollen make you feel fresh? And they're like, maybe. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll try it. So that always works out. The best is how after you order your shake, they ask you to sign the check. But the way they do it here, not like back home, is they say, can I have your autograph? And I'm like, oh, you know, it makes you feel like a little bit of a celebrity. Um, so you sign and you take the drink and... You know, you're like, is the drink free too? And they're like, no, bitch. And I'm like, okay, okay, attitude. You know, like, and you get all defensive and you're like, I dare you. Take a selfie with me right now. I dare you. See what I'm going to say. Ask me for a selfie. And they're just looking at you clueless. And you're like, fine, fine. I'll just take the selfie myself. Click. And you go and you take your selfie. That's what aspiring celebrities do. We need selfies with fans. And if you don't have fans, I'm going to make you my fan. With a selfie. But that's the things about the times these days. Everyone wants to be fresh. It's so hip. It's so cool to be fresh. I remember back when I was a minority. I mean, I say that like it's not, it was in the past. I'm still a minority, as you can tell. But back in the day, back in the day when I was, when I was, when I in, when I experienced minorityism back in the day, um, when someone, you said someone was fresh, it was an insult. It was like they were fresh off the boat, straight from some foreign country. And I used to like act in films and I'd be so worried about how my hair looked. I'd be like, oh no, I don't want to look too fresh. But nowadays it's super cool. You know what I mean? Which is great. Times are changing. Someone says I'm fresh now. Everyone's like, oh my God, does he smell of cucumber? I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. And it's just so empowering to be fresh these days. So I love it. So back to my album, once it was done, I decided to celebrate and buy myself a coat and I was feeling all Beyonce-like, like, yeah, I'm a queen, I made an album. You know, it was 
It was cool. Um, and that's the thing about queens is that these days, like anyone can be a queen. It's like a damn club, like, but anyone can join as long as you're feeling good about yourself. Um, so I joined the queen club, as I like to say. So I'm like entering a coffee shop, queen-like and such. And I go and buy my, um, I go to the counter and order a coffee and I sign the receipt. I, I sign on a piece of paper, um, my SoundCloud link. I'm like, that's for you to the barista. And I take my coffee and I walk off and they're like, you forgot to pay. And I was like, oh, oh, I meant to pay. I know. I want so much free shit because I made an album. Um, so I go back and I pay and I'm kind of annoyed because I'm like, what is the world coming to? We have such a saturation of queens that now you don't even get stuff being queen. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And so I walk out of there pissed off with my paid coffee. And I like look back at the guy and I'm just totally confused because it's like, I'm like, this coffee should have been free, mister. It's in the handbook. That's right. The queen handbook. So as I was saying, we have a surplus of queens around, and I blame Beyonce for that. Beyonce, you are destroying the market of queens. You know, now you can't just be a queen to get your free copy. You have to be the queen of queens. And it's like, holy shit, that's a whole other ladder to climb. Um, so there's going to be times where, you know, there, to be the, I mean, there's only now one queen to rule them all, and that's Beyonce. And on your way to get to that level, every coffee shop is going to stomp on your dreams. And they're going to be like, no free coffee. And it's a long journey to get there. But it's fine. Because no matter how long the journey is, you have an album. You got your coffee, even though you paid for it. Uh, you have avocado toast. And chances are, you call the bitch out. That's right. Queen handbook, mister. The great thing about America is everyone's so vocal here and they're so ready to express themselves and I love it. But also you have to be careful about what you say. You know, I made a joke at school. I don't remember what the joke was. No one told me what the joke was, but apparently I did. Uh, but it was misconstrued as sexual towards a woman. I mean, guys, I'm gay, like seriously. Um, but anyways, I got in trouble and it made me so upset. And I think I'm just so on PC because back in Asia, we could get away with anything, you know, like I grew up working a little bit in my parents' company and it was just a shit show. You know, they'd be swearing at their employees, calling them idiots. You print this on a two sides of a piece of paper, bah, go shove something up your butt. I don't know. Like they would just be really mean to each other and stuff. Um, but because they're employees, they would have had so many lawsuits if they were in America, but because they were employees, and they were old school Asian employees, like from back in the day, they were all really old, like 60. It's like a fucking retirement home in that office. Um, that's why things take very long to get things done. Oh, and they type everything in caps lock as if they don't even know you could uncaps lock the caps lock. But anyways, um, so that the employees, whenever they're shouted at, they're like, sorry boss, sorry boss, sorry boss. I cut the pig, let's cut the pig as if cutting the pig was the big way of saying you're sorry. I don't know, it was weird. And my mom would be like, okay, fine, let's eat the pig. Um, because the truth is this pig was special. There was a special pig every month at my parents' office. 
So the special pig would be there once a month, and it was a dead pig, just in case anyone thinks it was alive. No, it was a dead cooked pig. And um, it's just so crazy to me how in different cultures and things around the world, people do the weirdest religious cultural sort of customs to get what they want. You know, so my mom wants an Audi and she wants to be super rich. So she'd be like, I'm going to eat the pig. God, I'm eating the pig. I'm eating the pig for you. Now make me rich. Like, that's going to work. It was so frustrating for me to watch this all the time. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, if only life was that easy. If we could all just become rich by eating pig, the world would be a happier place. And over here, people may not be doing that one and getting what they want through eating pig. Instead, they're like, oh God, I want to be married and I want a great life. So I'm going to go to church and then I'm going to vote against all the gays, blacks, minorities, because that's what we need to do. And so they're like, yep, destroying lives, ruining everything. Now give me my hubby. And oh, and can I have a side of Mountain Dew on that? I've run out of tea. And so it's same, same, but different. I don't know. But in all fairness uh, to my mother, uh, that pig tasted good. It tasted damn good. <laughs> Roasted pig. Yep. People are crazy everywhere. Asia, America, Europe, Africa. I missed out some continents because, well, they're, I, they confuse me. But, um, yeah, it's, it's weird how we look at historical and cultural things with so much respect and we're like, oh, that's so interesting. Oh my God, there is a temple with headless monkeys. That is just great. Or this is the ice pick that killed a politician. Wow. Or look at that hundred year old blood stain. You know, it's like we idolize these cultural and historical things that are deep seeped in tragedy. And I just think that's so, so wrong, you know? So in Asia, they do this weird thing where they burn the photos of the dead, so they move on to the afterlife, and they have a peace for afterlife. And I look at them, and I'm like, yo, bitch, you burned my photo in the afterlife? I'm coming to haunt you till hell. Like, I am going to rain down on your parade if you burn all my shit. I mean, can you imagine if something happened to Beyonce and everyone burned her photo? The travesty, the uproar, oh my god. And it's just so weird, but people do it. And yes, we should respect their cultures. And I'm sorry, I'm disrespecting all of your cultures. But it is, I still find it ridiculous. But, you know, but lesson, what I'm trying to say is when I die one day, I really hope you do not burn my photo. In fact, I want it to be framed with a garland on top. And I want lots of, I want peacocks to live around my photo forever. You know, um, someone to shovel their shit away from the photo, obviously. And I mean, like, what else can we have? Like, I mean, maybe like a nightly firework above the photo. And since it's like going to be on the ground, we just use like sparklers or something, you know, like you don't need a full on firework. That would just be way too much over the top. Right. So, yeah. And I, and I say all this of how I want my photo after I die, because I'm a fucking queen. We're all fucking queens. Mine with my coffee paid for, obviously. But California has done so many great things for me. Um, and I've made so many friends over here, including homeless people, surprisingly. And uh, there were so many of them around. That's probably why. But whenever I see a homeless person, I give them a cigarette and they're usually very grateful. Um, so just doing my little bit of good in the world like that.
Um, but it's very interesting. We have so much alike with the homeless, I realize, you know, I was sitting next to two homeless guys at the coffee shop the other day and they were talking about something on social media and they're like, don't block him. We need to bash his head over and then rob him. And I was like, look at these guys. They are so proactive. They're like picking their targets over social media. You know, part of me was a little afraid. So I immediately changed my profile picture to me as Edward Scissorhands. Because if anyone looks at that, you know, you're not going to look vulnerable. Like they see you with knives as hands and be like, oh shit, that guy can like, you know, that might, might hurt me, you know? And I'll be like, yeah, don't fucking rob me over social media because I'll cut a bitch. Yep. So, so pick your profile pictures carefully because you never know who's shopping for targets over there. That's that lesson learned. But like these guys, I also pick my targets over social media. I pick my targets for love over social media, um, which is a bad idea because it never works and it always ends in heartbreak. So I don't advise it. But, but California has also done other good things for me. It's made me a vegan. And this was an on-off thing. So when I got here, I tried it. And I would get these microwave meals um, that would be delivered from Amazon. And they were horrible. They looked like vomit. They were like mush and gross. And I felt subhuman eating them. It just made every meal torture. But I would get by. I would like take a full bottle of salt and just sprinkle it over. Just salty, 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 salty. And I would eat it then. I'd be like, this is not going to give me a heart attack. It's vegan. And that's what we assume, like we're just being vegan. As long as we have vegan food, we're healthy. And we forget that you can put stuff on vegan food and it might be unhealthy. But we used to, but it's, I mean, like as long as it's vegan, you can still hold that title of being vegan. And holding the title of being vegan is like a championship belt. It's like, oh my God, world, look at me. I am a vegan. And everyone looks at you like, oh my God, how does he do it? How does she do it? They're like, whoa, you know, it's so impressive. And um, thank God I am now part of that cult. But after those microwave meals, I'll be honest, I quit veganism. I quit for a while. And then... So as I was saying... Um, I went back to eating meat, but then I found a social media target who was vegan and sober. And I was like, oh my God. And my friends were like, that's so weird. You know, he's a herbivore. And to me, it was like the biggest turn on ever. I was like, he is like a mythical triceratops. Like, I want some of that. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I went back to my veganism and I joined... I went back to mothers, you know, with my chest held up high, you know, I can do this. And the veganism stuck. It's like I stayed vegetarian, I stayed sober, and it was really good. And it is really good as it stuck. Um, so I'd walk around in there and I took my shoes off because that's what vegan supermarket shoppers do. They walk around barefoot. And it's so liberating, you know, you feel the cold floor. It just makes the whole experience, whole shopping experience better. I was like buying probiotic, probiotics by the bulk. 
you know, it was like, need more, need more. Like it made my probiotic, probiotic experience better. Um, so yeah, so it was like Teletubby land in there or a mosque, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, but one day I went to suggest that maybe they have a shoe rack, you know, just to make things easier. And who knew that requesting a shoe rack would out you as an inauthentic vegan? It was like the biggest drama ever, you know? And I was like, God, I'm not inauthentic. I'm just civilized, you know? So that went down well. So I did all these things for this social media love and I sent an email to him telling him about it and stuff. And he didn't respond. But the next day, two of his friends added me on social media. And that's right. I know who they are. Like, they think I'm an idiot. I'm not. Um, and so I was like, oh, my God, who does this guy think he is? Stalin? You know, sending his spies on me and things like that. You know, I started to get really paranoid. And I was like trying to be all incognito and stuff. Um, and I thought, I was like, oh no, like they might send me to social media, a social media gulag or something, you know, like a, it's like a concentration camp in case people don't know about Stalin. Um, so I did all these weird things. I posted a red star on my profile. So I like out myself before they did it, you know, and, oh, and then I started referring to him as he who must not be named. I was like living under some sort of tyranny or something. It was insane. I was just like, he was like named as watching, you know, or like through his spies. And then I pretended I had blonde hair and blue eyes, you know, just because that's what they do. It wasn't too hard since I lived in California. Um, and I did all these Californian things. I like posted pictures of me at the spa because I was like, they must not know that I'm thinking about he who must not be named. That's right, spies. I'm a good Californian. Nothing to see here. Mm -hmm. So don't mind me, freaking spies. But that's the thing about social media, you know, like it makes us all feel like we could be spies. We could be a part of the CIA or MI6, you know, we see what someone does the day before or the day before that or the week before that. And there's this whole timeline. You can check what people have done for years. And at the end of it, people go so crazy. They're like, oh, he did this here. He did this there. He did that there. He must be conspiring with Russia. Off with his head. You know, it's crazy. I do think Trump is conspiring with Russia. That I meant that joke for my sake, not for the sake of undermining what is going on. Just FYI. So, yeah. So it's hard being a queen. You know, you are on the radar pretty much of every single person and you don't know what to do, you know, but moving to the OC and being this OC transplant, you know, people just assume you're just some sort of foreign queen and usually it works in your favor. You know, it's hard for me since I have an American accent, but you know, all it takes is the right hairstyle, you know, some paid coffee and you got what you, and you have it all going for you.